Well, welcome, everyone, to the uh, Seven Podcast. Hello. So, he- hello. You. That's a go-to for you? Is it from something, or is that just you? That version just of hello, hello is a very Josh thing. Yeah, oh, but you do it with uh, a, p- a particular tone and intonation. Hello. I I, if, no, I think I'm just being obnoxious. Yeah, I didn't know if you were competent from something, or just... just I, I probably could be, but do I know? I don't know. All right. Fair enough. I mean, let's be honest. Odds are real strong. It's uh, Seinfeld or The Office somewhere. Somehow. Oh, it might be Uncle... Uncle... What's his name? Uncle Frick. Uncle Leo. Hello! Uh, yeah, that could you be. You couldn't say hello? Well, now that we've got that out of the way, uh, well, this is a... We're a Solid 7 podcast. We are an above-average podcast. But... 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 But just barely... One of one of these days, that that lead in that line, and then the stall on the follow up is going to be the whole pod, like an an hour, hour. Well, and a half. I I <laughs> forgot to actually respond. Like I wasn't fully listening. Uh, it, well, it does at least it is an object lesson, and it just barely. I mean, just just you know, I it's Olympics time right now. In, like yeah. you, you see that high jumper, you know, where their shorts kind of skim the bar. That's that's the solid seven podcast coming in above average. So we're not a podcast about nothing, but we are also not a podcast about any one thing. Each week, we like to get together and talk about whatever's going on in the world that interests us. And each week, we invite you to join us. And sometimes, we invite a guest to join us too. And that is the case this week. Greet the people, Mackenzie. Claps. Hi, people. <laughs> That's uh, the one, the only, uh, Mackenzie. Welcome Kale, to a Solid Seven Podcast. Name? I know it in that I know I can access it, but I don't know it in the sense that I have committed it to memory. Because okay. let's be honest, uh, I'm not getting any younger and the RAM is limited. You know what I'm saying? So I Yeah. Yeah. I do. Um, well, I have a similar middle name to somebody um, from past episodes. Um, my middle name is actually Redacted. So, yeah. Mackenzie Redacted <laughs> Cranford. Mackenzie yeah. Redacted Cranford. It's been changed. Interesting. So mm-hmm. now this is a different guest situation for us. In that, um, your I I just barely, I just barely know you. Yeah, I usually <laughs> just send you random texts about the podcast. Yeah, like no yeah. is no is pretty strong. We have met in yes. live and in person, um, but only just the one time. I mean, a couple of times over a couple of days because we were both in Josh and Kira's wedding. I was going to say right, Josh's yeah. wedding, but I it, I dawned on me that it belonged to both of them. It was it equally did. both of ours. And so it did. Then, and, and I was there for Kira. So, you know. Yeah. I mean, you for Josh, too. Hero, well, I mean, you're not Patreon yeah, supporting no, I was gonna Kira, say, you, were, you know what I'm saying? So, ah. This might be one <laughs> well, of no, those. She situ- was kind of the hero yeah. of the wedding. Well, this might be one of those situations where, like, when we got married, like, my wife had a cat. But now the cat defers to me. Like, it was her cat. And let's be honest, at this point, it's my cat. And, like, Kira came into your marriage with the Mackenzie, but, but now, but, but, but now, yeah. um, well, you know, it, it, I don't think either one of them were particularly prepared for, um, the investment of having me in a wedding because, um, 
I overdid it and probably put myself in more situation than I needed to. But I mean, that you also ended up meant, putting makeup on my face at one point. So I did. Yeah. I also I think may it was or like may not. Cold sore or something. Which I just it we called it a, a cold sore. Yeah. Was it a was it a pimp or was it a cold sore? We called it a, a cold sore. It was just whatever red. it was. It wasn't going away. If there's one that, thing that I've would, learned from the office, it's that Josh had herpes. I and I Honestly, called all of my exes and I said, "Hey, go get yourself checked. I have a disease, and it's for which there H- is no cure." I, I mean. It was on like your upper lip, so if right. it was anything, it was either it was either a pimple or the herpes. So no, for sure herpes. So We're gonna go with herpes. It was herpes, everyone. And I mean that had to have been a nice treat because normally, Josh, you put your own makeup on, so to have someone else apply yeah. it, I think. No, is, yeah, it was it was nice to not have to pay someone as well to do my makeup, and yeah, she just like, right. there and it's like everybody washes their own hair, and you don't really think much about it. But the second you're like at the barbershop at the salon, and somebody else is washing your hair, you're like, oh well, this is magical. But they're they're just right. doing That's what you do part all of the time. A haircut. I get little I totally head agree. massages from a in my haircut. It's part of the the routine. After she cuts all the hair, it's like she washes it and then does like a little mini head massage, and it's like whew, that's the best part. Yeah, I, I can see that. The good ones do that. Yeah. But so, uh, so Josh has known Mackenzie longer. I think we, it's even come up on the podcast. You met Mackenzie, I think, the same night you met your wife. Yes. Uh, In person, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 So it was our but, first little, I guess, mini date. Kira and I, like, uh, you, Mackenzie and Kira and Adam, actually all picked me up from the airport. And that Indeed. was the first time I met Kira in person because oh. Kira was friends with all these people. And Kira and I were like kind of starting through text because we had met now, I a thought month the, before that. I thought, yeah, the first no, no, meeting, no. I thought the first meeting was the Halloween party. Is that a falsehood? It was. Oh, yes. No. I jumped forward. Yeah, I skipped the Halloween party. Yeah. No, yeah. The Halloween party was the first time I met Mackenzie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I was no, She you didn't like me because you... I, was, I was talking too many political things at yeah. inappropriate times. <laughs> and she was like, hey, you need to, s- you should stop. <laughs> I was like, you all need to know this. And I, I'm i incredibly passive, so I was like, I'm not going to argue, but I don't right. want to talk about it. And he was like, come on. And I was like, I don't, I'm not going to do that. So then I right. spent a lot of the night escaping Josh. Yeah, and, I was like, hey, uh, did you see talk. this article? There's nothing more disappointing in life. Actually, there's probably many things, but there's few things more disappointing than when you're poking a bear and it just rolls over and goes to sleep. Yeah. yeah, come on, bear. But uh, yeah. but fair to say, we haven't ever really dug into this before, so I'm not I'm not trying to to create drama. But it's not like you two are like particularly tight, right? Like you guys have known each other longer, but it's McKenzie not like you and I. Like you're not unfriendly, but you're like your your friend in law. I think that's what I I called Becca too, though I've gotten to know Becca pretty well. But we've been married. Yeah, for Yeah, well, it started as that. Like, uh, yeah, Mackenzie did, and Adam dated. Adam was on the podcast quite a few episodes ago they did date at one point uh mm-hmm. and so we were friends through that and i think there was probably a little bit of that whole like team adam team mckenzie post breakup <laughs> and obviously i was team adam because i'm like we've been friends forever but then right. i think best friend uh, that no hatred right. towards yeah. towards that right. side of yeah it. we're all adults here we could talk like adults but i also and wasn't so, the kind of angry that i think some people might be in a breakup sure so i think it, it was more like there wasn't then like a friendship we came back to where people were like, oh, okay, they're both still fine. It like was more like, Elaine. yeah, it was more like people were like, so we have to choose 
but I don't think. Well, what I, was I don't think any was, of my think, friends wanted that. I don't think Adam. Would I don't either. think I hated you post breakup. I just was like, I don't have any need to be your friend. Except that. But did. then, but then you were Kira had you in her bridal party, and I think being all of us in the wedding together uh, drew us closer. Especially when you came in clutch, both of you, you and uh, Kale, really came in clutch at the wedding because Kale was the Uber top notch Uber driver for the world. And then um, Mackenzie was saving the day uh, cosmetically, and uh, he did some other stuff. I don't remember, but yeah, you guys came in clutch. Oh, I did. And then we all became Kira's, friends. Yeah, I did Kira's makeup and her hair and yeah. Camille's and some of my own. <laughs> and then uh, you also had a bit of a uh, oh, and I was dying. Issue. To, yeah, I was. I was vomit. Did I vomit? Or I think it was the runs. I think it was the runs. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't going to be that specific, but you definitely were having... We all do it. Why are we Josh, ashamed? We discussed this Josh already. Josh really likes to introduce the, the potty topics to the Silent Seven podcast. And I oh, wish I'm, I had my bidet the whole time I was going to the pot every 30, every 30 minutes the entire night before the wedding. Yeah, yeah I wish that you had asked night. me previously. I literally yeah. just carry anti-diarrheal like in my purse because i'm terrified of that being a situation <laughs> well why does cvs or walgreens open at nine o'clock to begin with i remember being up at like 6 a.m like okay i need to figure something out and every like place that would sell modium and it's i also don't know the denver boulder area so i'm like where the frick can i get some freaking uh modium and you happen to have like 14 and i think i took 13 of them you did, And yeah. I didn't poop for and three I years. I he hasn't <laughs> pooped since. I still have so, not been able to use my my bidet. It's sitting there collecting dust. No, so Yeah, well, it was a little concerning only because you text me like in the middle of the night about it. And I'm not usually a light sleeper, but I, I think, think it was I was early excited. morning. I don't think it was middle of the night. I think it was when I couldn't find any stores. I think I finally texted you at like 6 a.m. maybe. Well, that feels like the middle of the night to me. And <laughs> I guess everyone sure. else in Boulder who doesn't get up that early. So. Right. We got it handled. No, yeah. There were no runs day of. Well, yeah, because it was all it was. You took a, a a cork and you plugged. Well, not literally. That's getting weird. But yeah. Anyways, so, so but days. Everybody. Say, now I was I was neither Team Adam nor McKenzie for several very good reasons. Um, I had no idea what was going on, and I didn't know either of you. However, that situation has since developed, and I I gotta say, based on Patreon support alone, I I gotta I gotta go Team McKenzie. And I gotta, yes. ooh, I gotta do it. So I mean, Adam did it's not make a it clear that he, Kale, but he also, told me if personally, were, yeah. I'm winning. <laughs> the so. eyes. He did tell me that he was only signing up. He he made it clear from the beginning that I'm just doing this for the mug, and then I'm out. So I, it, it, he held true to his word. So I'm the opposite. Honor. So all, all of that potty talk included uh, was me trying to get to the point that I, I said, you're, you're a bit of a different guest for us, McKenzie, and I mean this in a good way, in that typically the guests are somebody that's pretty well known to either myself or Josh or, or both of us. Um, whereas, you know, Josh kind of knows you. I, I met you. Uh, but really, that's the extent of it. So what's fun is we really kind of get to go a little bit interview style and you, the listener, get to know McKenzie a little bit right along with us. It's very exciting. Yeah, I'm sure 
I'm sure so many people are excited about getting to know me better. Buckle up or sit down. So now it is like it is a bit of a curiosity. One, we're way too deep in this podcast to have not cracked Jocko Goes. Now, I know you're an avid listener, Mackenzie. So I don't know if you were partaking, if you were prepared. She this, is. this evening, look at you. Oh, and Palmer? a Jocko Palmer going uh, yeah. wow. going for the deep cut. Have you had this yeah. one yet? No. Listen, I tried the other three that Josh literally paid me to get and try. <laughs> um, yeah, I cash apped her money. To, I was like, you shut up and go to vitamin main? shop. You hear that? I don't think yeah. I ever got more. I didn't figure out. Listen, I'm not good at like technology technology realistically when it came to downloading that app i was like this isn't venmo so i don't really know wait you didn't have cash app oh, oh. i could just venmo you i literally have all of them because you know what they're all free <laughs> well and i didn't I ask you, you to do it people i always people are like oh, i'm like hey do you have cash app because most people around me have cash app and some people go no i don't have that one i have venmo or i have zelle or i have whatever and i'm like okay i literally have all of them Ugh, because it's not worst. hard Zell's the well, best because there's no instant fee. Yeah. It's I free. didn't ask. Also, you just did it out of the kindness of your heart, so we didn't discuss it. But I just assumed you were on Cash App. I think that was my probably my fault. Extreme well, and I'm too awkward to tell you I don't, so <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> oh, right, right, right. Um, but regardless, I went and got it, and the first three I tried um, tasted like butt. So, what flavors do you remember? No. I know one of them was like a lemonade, maybe just like a regular lemonade. I saved this one for last because I had high hopes. I did try the apple one and I was hoping that that was going to be great because sour apple drinks are usually my favorite for energy drinks, but I think it's like an aftertaste thing. Yeah. I'm going to give it my all though, you guys. Shocking that you said that. I like, I like some people, I like Jocko Palmer. I, I would say it's probably not one of the more, like I don't think it's unpopular, but it's not like I think we've well covered on here. Uh, orange, apple, and now mango are probably best in class. But I like Jocko Palmer. But I, like- I'm an Arnold Palmer drinker. Like I'm, I'm an Arnold Palmer kind of guy, and that's just their play on an Arnold Palmer. So, so yeah, am I. My I'm, go-to now. Yeah. I'm also an Arnold Palmer kind of guy. So, yeah, yeah. So, all the best folks are. Well, shall we? All right, yeah. let's yeah. try it. I'm Cheers. drinking uh, some afterburner orange. I'm going, oh, 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 I'm going mango. Mango's been the play. Tastes like vitamins. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, I'm going to, I'm going to drink it though. So did you finish the other cans or did you like have a couple sips? And you're like, all right, that's enough. Don't tell us. I can't handle it. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't pour them out. I made smoothies instead by adding a ton of other things to them. And oh, using the Jocko goes as like the liquid part of it, so uh, it was little, fine. Little known fact: if you pour them on your house plants, there's potential that you will be able to climb them and find a goose laying golden eggs. So you heard it here first. Whoa. First, well, I had to get rid of all my house plants. So, so now uh, we've covered the extent of all of almost all of my knowledge about you at this point already <laughs> on the podcast Mackenzie. now i i do know though not with any exact number that you are younger than me than me significantly and i'm basing this solely on the multiple times i've read or heard you say it me um, <laughs> i'm not exactly sure if that indicates my age because i am 30 yeah so. i don't know that it gives away your ex- your exact age but it definitely gives away that you're younger than me yeah, I don't know, you could start saying. Yeah, I was going to say Mackenzie's not. 
I, that I, much younger I really because we're the same age. Yeah, I, I really couldn't though. I, I really, I mean, I I could, I could, but it's like uh, you know that one elderly gentleman that tries to dress, dress current and it just doesn't, doesn't just doesn't work. Just like sad. You're like, yeah. oh. oh. <laughs> People probably think that about me, and I don't care. Fair. I'm fair gonna enough. be that old person forever. Um, I think it's always funny when you text things like that, like for why, and it's, <laughs> it's just like weird. But I'm like, that's no one else talks like that, and I find that entertaining and refreshing because it's different. Well, I also feel like my text and my speaking are not the same, unless you're my good friends, because then I do say out loud it me. And for why. Um, But I did finish high school. And Josh and I were talking about this before. I even have a bachelor's degree. So, I mean, I know correct English. I just don't always care to use it. Mm, Amen, sister. Yeah. I don't doubt your knowledge of correct English. I don't know that a modern day bachelor's degree is the best indicator of such, at least in my Mm. life experience. Several people manage to uh, walk the stage without uh, a strong command of the English language, which is sad in and of its own right. But uh, here we are. Well, my degree's in history. So I was corrected plenty of times with all of the papers I had to do where they'd be like is not chicago style and you have a lot to fix because of that but it's fine i still graduated with that degree and i'm not doing a dang thing with it that was gonna be my back next question is spot? what does one do with a bachelor's degree in history yeah well normal people would either go on usually to do something in law um law school you certain um degrees in law you have to have a history degree uh and then a lot of people then go on to teaching schools to be history teachers. Um, I didn't do that. <laughs> so I have a, you know, a degree in history with uh, an emphasis in gender studies. Or when I was in college, it was called <laughs> women's studies. So again, do I'm really... back into your parking space? I do. Oh, God. My dad was big in the you have to know how to like parallel park and function without a camera so so you back like you're pulling into a place where you can't pull through you're gonna go forward a little bit more and then back into your spot in a parking Uh, lot no oh okay that's what i was saying oh no i mean like into my own garage if i can i'm gonna back in (laughs) sure that's fine you're not inconveniencing anybody else no no unless unless you're in like the middle of the street which you're in a cul-de-sac so it doesn't matter so is it a cul-de-sac it's weird i don't even know what it is it's a shared driveway it's cute yeah i have no interest in sharing my driveway listen get your own driveway people i wasn't pumped about it but it's fine it's literally right by the denver airport so kayla if you're ever back into denver and you need a quick ride to wherever you're going they live right there but i'm like Mm -hmm. say the say the driveway has to be pressure washed who's who's paying for that Ah, good point. How do you do um, that? Our HOA. Oh. We don't have anything to do with the front of our houses at all. What about shoveling snow? Nope, they do that. Oh, that's mm-hmm. cool. You don't have to shovel your yeah. own snow. Not in the front. That's dynamite. Mm-hmm. So you've got this. They even do like our walk up to the door. <laughs> wow. So mm-hmm. you've got this history degree. 
you're not you're mm-hmm. not working in a history related field. So then are you just in meetings and you're just like, you know, guys, listen, if the Battle of Hastings taught us anything, it's that. <laughs> well, as it turns out, I uh, I work in a I don't know, like a branch of human services. So I work for a agency where we place adults with developmental disabilities in host homes. So it's like adult foster care. And uh, I very rarely have to bring up like that kind of history stuff. But when I do, the faces that are made at me indicate that they don't care and also have no idea what I'm talking about. So I'm really only useful when it comes to like trivia. (laughs) All right. Good to know. But, Mm -hmm. you know, so like... Oscars trivia night, you're in. Yeah. You're, you're down. Yep. So. So you're really good at the beginning of the movies and the theater when they have all those questions. Are you good at that? Those are more uh, pop culture, yeah. aren't they? Yeah, uh, that was a bad example. The only thing I was going to say, I mean, I guess I, I feel like I have that sort of a weird interest in pop culture so i might know most of those questions and that might have something to do with remembering stupid non-useful historical facts but huh mm-hmm. speaking of interests uh <laughs> you, when i when kira and i were in denver a couple months ago we delved into some pretty crazy um conspiracy interests of yours that you mm. recommended i still have not watched that documentary yet that you I recommended even... what was it called <laughs> just called estonia i even sent you both you sent us a podcast to listen and i clicked it and then i had add and then i didn't listen to it yeah i, I s- mean if you're not interested in disasters you're not gonna want to listen to a podcast about them but so mackenzie this week text uh josh and i uh one link in the in the first it's a link to a podcast that was obvious because you get the little preview uh, and in the like tiny little description in the preview was something along the line of uh, like Icelandic crime thriller. I'm like, well, clearly she intended to send this to someone else. <laughs> and then we got, and then we got a, a follow up one, like episode two. I'm like, well, nope, I guess it was intentional. And no, she sent the same link twice. No, I didn't. There was a no, no, I did not. It says there season was... two, episode ten. Season two, episode ten. Well, I sent. Oh, the second two part. How dare you? <laughs> there's two dates. Oh, right. it's cut off. It says part dot 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 on both uh, of them. So I don't. I only, honestly, I, don't I was trying to send you guys the thing that was like because I did my research in what I feel is like one of the conspiracies that I feel like I can more so subscribe to as opposed to other ones that I'm just like a pseudo believer in. Where I'm like, if you can't prove it factually one way then I'm not going to say the other way is wrong. But this one, I do lean towards some conspiracy, and I was trying to give you guys the facts if well, you wanted to combat me. Uh, one, <laughs> I, now I wish I would have watched it uh, absolutely, this week. Yeah, absolutely did not listen to it or watch it. So so lay it on us. Give us the, the, the McKinsey version. What's going on in Iceland? Oh, well, it happened in the Baltic Sea. <laughs> but uh, I, a ferry cruise ship so like a ferry where you can drive cars onto it that is also a passenger ship for like short travel um called the estonia sank in 1994 um in september so like kind of fall i guess 
um, in the Baltic Sea, where they're known to have pretty bad weather and a lot of ships sink. So, like, that's not uncommon. But, like, watching a documentary about it and reading it after, there are just a lot of, like, really odd things that came up with it. So there were 900 and something people on board, and uh, I think, like, 137 survived. And the ship sank in, like, 45 minutes, which is relatively quick for a large vessel how long did the how long did the titanic take to go down um well, the, the longer movie ran a little over two hours so <laughs> just as a point of reference i mean it took a lot longer the titanic was obviously a lot bigger i think that the estonia was only 200 and something meters long but right. it we don't use we don't use sank so quickly on the solid seven podcast and we need okay yards. it was no. um whatever that is in yards. Also, I don't want to take us all down a solid seven rabbit trail, but Jack could have fit on that freaking door or whatever that floating piece of debris was. He didn't have to die. Carry on. How long did it take <laughs> the Titanic to sink after the iceberg? Five minutes. Okay, According so but like, some here's the difference. website, I don't know. Here's the difference, though, is that the, the Titanic sank quickly i don't know how quickly but it sank quickly because it was punctured in multiple of its hulls along the bottom so water filled up in more of the hulls of the bottom of the titanic than even the estonia would have had ever but it would have been able to continue to float if not so many of those hulls and i think there was maybe like seven I think like four or five of them if I remember were right, ruptured. Their, their major failing was they, they didn't have enough bulkheads that were sealable, so you couldn't contain the damage. So it just continued right. to flood and flood and flood. Yeah. Right. So it went down quickly because of a side puncture that was in the water. And what happened with the Estonia um, that they said, and they had like an official statement about it and there was even like a team that did some investigating from the countries that were involved which were i believe finland sweden and estonia um and they said all they could like find out was that the front of the boat that has like a hull where the ferry part is that would lift up to let cars in um they said that it broke (laughs) the rough waters broke the hull and so it started to fill up the cargo area where the cars are and that would then flow downwards towards where the uh passenger uh, rooms were <laughs> wow. and uh it doesn't really look like that's what happened though like if you watch anything on it they did some really strange things even if that was the case the way they handled it was real weird they uh rescued as many people as they could uh again only like 130 and then they all said that they heard like a really loud bang and then it happened um and they didn't really have a good explanation for why they all heard a bang and they all said that like really loud like shook the ship um and then when they went down they said they found the hull like a mile away from where the ship sank uh, and it looks like the locks may have actually broken, but that the hydraulic arms that lifted the hole 
or not the hull. I don't know what the front of the boat's called. doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that those weren't broken, that they look like they were, like, cut. Well, huh. Like somebody went down there after and possibly cut them, which goes into some conspiracy stuff. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, there's just some weird stuff. And then they refused. They sent a team down of divers. Um and the divers were only supposed to inspect the ship uh, to decide if they could bring it back up or save any of the bodies. I guess they're not saving them. Bring up the bodies. Um, and they decided not to, but then they had to tell the divers to uh, take photos of the bodies as they came across them so they could be identified without ever bringing the bodies up. Um and, like, numerous of the divers never dove again because they said, like, rescue missions happen all the time. But having to, like, photograph a body and then push it away and keep going was uh, devastating. And so yeah. I get that, and that's fine. Um, but they were also not supposed to investigate certain parts of the ship, which is odd. Um, so then all of those countries decided that it wasn't worth bringing up the boat and uh, the people and even though a lot of people disagreed with that like the survivors and the families um they decided that it was uh like a sanctuary type place so like you're not allowed to dive there um there are guards everywhere all the time and they did a real weird thing where they thought they would bury it um <laughs> in chunks of concrete Parts I, of like, the boat underwater? Yeah, they literally just, and there's videos of it of them just pushing like chunks of concrete over ships onto this wreck, which after a lot of protesting ended, but they still cover like half of the ship in concrete. What and that doesn't make any be, sense to me. What would be the motivation? Like, what would have been on the boat to like cover up? Like, what? Right. That's what's, they're like, what's on there that we need to do this with? I mean, they said that it was so the families could basically always know that they were right there and, like, no one would ever get to them. Mm. Uh, Yeah, so I struggle with that. And additionally... Like, what's the the alternative plot line here? Like, what's, what's the motive for this to be something other than what it appeared to be? Right. So, Kale, as a, um... As a history buff yourself and a, uh, it sounds as though you have a, a an interest in war <laughs> type time things. How do um, you, you <laughs> I, Listen, it's fine. I am too. It's whatever. But the USSR ended, came to an end in uh, Did it though? 1993. Did it though? I'm just saying, I mean, do your own research. Do your own re- That's all I'm saying. I'm just asking the Listen, question. to the extent that we are all agreeing, it 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 ended and Estonia became its own country, basically. So it was no longer ruled by the Russian dictators. And uh, there appears to have been some proven, and it's a fact that like the Estonia was transporting military. Things. I mean, they say machinery. I don't know what that means. Uh, and there's a guy who worked at um, 
What are the imports for countries called? Um, Custom shipyards. Yes, there you go. Look at you, Kale, coming in, coming in clutch. Do I get a um, particular number of points? I would like for this to be a game now, please. Uh, you can you can have ten points. Ten points, yes. Ten points for Kale. I'm winning. Um, <laughs> uh, he said like he came out like a couple of years later and was like, I feel like I have to talk about this, and it's proven. Like he has documents, and he was actually like a higher ranked person in like whatever they do for customs. And he was asked to um, ignore a car that would be loaded onto the Estonia um, and not to look through it and not to question the man who was driving it. Um, And like that order came from whoever was above him in customs stuff. Um, But what he can remember is seeing things that looked like military machinery and then and that was like three or four days before the sinking um and then there are eyewitnesses who say that they saw military uniformed people getting on and off the boat uh before they left on the night of september 27th 1994 so i i'm not exactly sure i think that like something happened there where something like exploded um but i think that there are options and that that's already sort of questionable because it would appear that that sort of trading among military isn't allowed if i sure i think that personnel like individually can buy military stuff in other countries but i don't think like a country can buy another country's military stuff that like because they lost a war i don't know but regardless it makes sweden seem less neutral (laughs) but i don't i don't know i also there's also some like there were military trainings in the area could it be a cover-up where like something hit the boat um but some divers had gone down like illegally as it turns out but there's footage of them finding like a massive hole in the side of the boat so they actually about four weeks ago what would have caused that probably right well it's really weird if you look at it because it looks either like it's at like a seam of the boat and it either looks like something came out of it like at an angle the way you would open up a seam or something went into it at a weird angle right um there's not really a whole lot of explanation for it, though, because it's not like there are icebergs out there. Uh, and it was like a well-traveled area. Again, seas are rough. I don't know. What was the um, the name of the documentary you watched? Literally, it's just called The Estonia. <laughs> oh. Yeah, like I'm, I'm looking at this ship and I'm, I've scrolled, I've scanned some some articles as, as we've talked here. So... The only part of this that strikes me is is odd. Like you you look at this ship and and everybody knows we gave up on links and show notes. So I mean you know Google Estonia sinking, <laughs> and so like um, I don't know. I'm looking at this thing like this isn't the kind of ship you transport like top top secret. Like you're not going to stick your SR seventy one on this thing, right? Like this isn't. Your, uh, I'm going to go raid Bin Laden's compound top secrets quasi-stealthy helicopter. You're not sticking but in the bottom. But wouldn't this be the perfect cover? Because you said just exactly what they knew you would say. Which is literally what they say in certain yes. like things where they're like, wouldn't a 
a, I don't know, civilian vessel be the perfect way to transport something like that, that we're not supposed, I mean, there wasn't like an active war going on. So somebody like targeting them for that is why I'm like not sold on the whole like military thing and somebody targeting them for that. I just think it's also possible they may have hit like a World War II mine that came up out of nowhere because that happens occasionally. Or a submarine hit them and ran because they could definitely withstand that, but that little boat wouldn't. Yeah. Well, the only thing I like can't get behind is covering it and the hole. That's yeah. That's where I was going. Like I'm looking at this ship and I'm like reading the reports, which I assume the reports of the seas and the weather are are readily verifiable. Like it sounds like they were justifiably in pretty rough seas. Um, and looking at it, like this isn't the the pride of the fleet here. This isn't this mm-hmm. isn't a Royal Caribbean cruise ship. This isn't the Princess of the Seas, folks. Like, no. this is this is and an it was older, out of date. Yeah, it's an older boat built built in 1980. It's 14 years old. So if you can imagine, if you've ever seen these big cargo planes, I'm just trying to paint a picture of everybody where like the nose of the plane opens up to load things in. That's kind of how this ship was built, right? So the the nose of the vessel, uh, the bow of the vessel actually lifted up so that you could drive vehicles and stuff underneath. So I'm like, you know, I'm no sailor, I'm no investigator, but I'm looking at this thing going, rough seas, kind of crappy vessel, tiny country, probably without a ton of resources, might have been moving military equipment on this thing because they probably didn't have a lot of options if they had military equipment to move, right? I I didn't catch if this was a state-owned vessel, but I'm like, rough seas. It's owned by both Sweden and Estonia, so it's jointly owned. So like rough seas, that that flip-up door on the bow fails, which is part of what they explain. Now you're taking on massive amounts of water into the bottom of that ship. Ballast can't keep up. I could see it sinking quickly. Mm -hmm. I could see plausible explanations for a massive like hole in the hole, even like at the point that there's forces being exerted on, like these ships are designed very specifically to withstand very well what they're intended to withstand. But the second the forces are unexpected and coming from places and angles they're not intended for crap, crap breaks. So like a twisting, mm-hmm. a torquing of the hole, anything like that, causing a break, causing a tear in a seam. I can see all that. The point that they're like, uh, yeah, let's, uh, we'll just cover it in concrete. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I literally don't know what they would have done that with anything else i i guess part of it for me is like also identify the bodies and the divers were like we can bring them up and they were like no don't i don't know i don't don't know why they would choose to do that i mean they they've done that in the past um but i i think that that's odd not saying that that isn't plausible but i do find that odd the other thing is that like i don't know how long before but Um, relatively recently in comparison to when the ship sank, its sister ship sank. Um, and that had, that one actually had something to do with the front of the the boat door for the cargo. (laughs) Uh, I don't know what they call that, but, um. Who's a maritime investigator? Big fat me. That's right. (laughs) Uh, it, it opened and like, that is why it sank. But the difference was that like that one was proven that is what happened and there were survivors from that because they had plenty of time to get into the boats um but was that in similar similarly rough seas yes i it happened in the baltic um and it i think at that time of the year it's always pretty bad and i mean like pretty bad like people survivors talk about how on one of the decks that i think they were doing like karaoke or something um 
they were joking about being able to see the waves come up to the windows. So like, it was also the boat was also going way too fast. It should not have been going that fast. That can contribute to things. Um, I don't see. I'm not. I'm not like sold one way or the other. I just think that some things were really shady, and they refused to like reinvestigate things, and arresting people who tried to like look into it. And it's a, it's international water, and so people outside of the countries that signed that treaty should be allowed to dive there, and they're not. They've been arrested, and hmm. I don't know, but. They actually yeah, just, just seems, started like an actual a yeah. new investigation because they found those holes in the ship. Oh, like that's how recent is that? Uh, it started four weeks ago, and but they won't actually. I think they they, they it was like the preliminary preliminary <laughs> words, uh, sort of like investigation to it were like ten days of them looking into it while like there and again, the weather and, and all the information they have from other boats and the Mayday call. Um, and then I believe in spring when the ocean floor is more visible and the water is less crazy, <laughs> they're going to start the actual investigation. Um, and just to rule out either the old, I don't even know what you call it, but the old investigation, I guess, and figure out what actually happened. I don't think that's going to make a huge difference to the families who wanted to have their family members' remains and bury them. Right. Uh, but for the people who survived who are like, that's not what happened. This is where water was coming in. It wasn't from above us. Like, I don't know. There's just enough of the survivors who don't think that that's what happened that I'm also kind of on the edge. They also decided that um, all of the survivors are victims and victims can't be witnesses. So they're not allowed to like testify or have any actual record of what they say happened, which I find That doesn't make any sense. I mean, victims of who? King Poseidon? Right. <laughs> right. Well, and, and the ship listed. That was like part of the other yeah. thing is that it didn't just sink. It listed to one side. Like if you've seen Poseidon the way it all like tilts over <laughs> so so i picked up this phrase i can't remember where how long ago i i credit it to scrubs in my head which doesn't invalidate the validity uh actually some something like the ama or some group of doctors has literally like rated scrubs the most accurate of the medical tv shows like the dramas and stuff included um uh, but wow. the, it's the kind of thing that rings house yeah yeah <laughs> Only medical show I've ever watched to completion. So uh, he was mean. The the showrunner, the creator on um, on Scrubs is the same as Ted Lasso. Um, Cash, what's his name? Like when you see that that doozer thing at the end, and you hear the kid's voice, "Bye bye." That's like his production (laughs) company, whatever. So the main character of Scrubs, JD, is based on like his best friend who is a doctor is a cardiologist is like chief of medicine at a big hospital now. And J and the real JD was one of their technical advisors on the show. Like they, they weren't just goofing. Like they had legit medical advisors, uh, help ah, like but, law and order. Yeah. So, <laughs> so the statement was, and this just rings true to me in life was like, when you hear footprints, when you're, when you hear hoof prints, think horses, not zebras, right? Right. Like odds are significantly better 
just based on the number of both animals in the world and that they make similar sounds that it's, it's going to be. So it's like when you see all, you know, the medical application was you see this list of uh, symptoms and stuff. Odds are significantly greater that it is that more common thing that you're all that you're vastly aware of than that one random thing that stuck with you in med school that anyone. It's not impossible. It's just much more likely that it's the more common thing because that's that's how common. Another reason why house doesn't apply here, Josh. Yeah, that's and that's how that's why it's common. Everything was an autoimmune disease in house, and it was always like the eyes would go orange or yellow or whatever and he goes the liver's failing and it's like you could almost call each thing and house would just like he'd get mad at someone and he'd go off and go ah look at this random thing i'm saying at. oh i've cured it and then you run back at the at the uh beginning of the third act and uh solve it yeah i was still a fan and hugh laurie has no, cut I, I at least one show. yeah hugh laurie's cut at least one if not a couple of jazz albums and they're fantastic and everyone should check them out that's a no, true yeah, story he's great I feel like um, House is one of the better shows the way they ended, too. Have you ever, like, finished it? I didn't watch the ending. I think I, I got real thrown off with, like, his romance with one of his coworkers, and I couldn't really <laughs> handle that. Oh, you should finish it. It has one of the best show endings I've seen out of most shows that have ended. Yeah, it was interesting. So, not at all predictable. Very housey, though. I liked it. It was true to the character, yeah. I felt like. But, so, that's where I, I don't lean conspiracy theorists, because I'm like, no, like... You know, the the simplest answer tends to be the correct one. Think horses, not zebras. So I'm like, I'm looking at this thing. I'm like, I got no problem leaving this thing sunk in high seas. I also, to mm-hmm. me, the like, um, like Russia, like they're not m- nice, and they certainly weren't happy about giving up all this territory and all these countries. They weren't then. They aren't now. Uh, if the USSR mm-hmm. actually did end, no one has told Vlad. Um, you know, uh, so the union ended. just, just ask Crimea. Um, but so like, I got no problem believing that they're just like, take this Estonia. Like they don't, they don't care. Like they do no. it. They do it just for spite. They don't, they're whatever. Well, literally um, not a single Russian person was on. Interesting. The they were all interesting. Finnish, Estonian or Swedish. What are the odds? What did the Russians yeah. know? And when did they know it? Um, I mean, again, I, Almost a thousand thousand people on a ship Mm -hmm. in that area of the world at any given time and zero Russians, I would say actually is pretty low odds. Yeah, I I really, and I'm not saying that I like 100% am married to this conspiracy and like that's 100% what happened. I just find that, and I agree that the most obvious is usually the answer. I just find that no one wanted to investigate the bang. That wouldn't have happened if the like door to the front of the ship had just broken off. That's not. It wouldn't See, have come back like and it, hit the I ship feel like for it that. Would, if you had big metal like locking mechanisms failing and breaking, you don't think you would have heard something like that? Maybe multiple, but people talk about only hearing one, and that it was like so loud that it it shook like dishes and stuff. And I struggle to think that the people on lower back decks would have still felt that same thing. And I'm, again, I'm not saying that that didn't happen. See, I'm thinking something I just like that. I, I feel like don't it would know reverberate. why that huge hole yeah, in I, the side of the ship. When you think about the way these things are built, like again, none of us are maritime engineers, but I don't know anybody that hasn't watched a fun time-lapse video of a large ship being built. Like I would think something like that would reverberate through the entire hole. So like, you got no problem believing. I've only like, ever watched the Ark being built by 
Michael Scott, which is what I'm going to call him. Oh, you got to watch a time lapse <laughs> video of either a cruise ship or an aircraft carrier being built. It's unbelievable. Did it's- you guys see that that guy, like in Iowa or somewhere, built like a replica of, of the Ark? Yeah, like there's Noah's a- Ark. Uh, I mean, Ken. Yes, Han- the Ken- only Ark that matters. <laughs> Ken Ham is involved in the organization, but I can't remember the. I mean, it might be the Institute for Creation Research. I can't remember, but yeah, it's it's a big like uh, it's it's a museum, but yeah, it's it's a two he scale. It to scale. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. Cool. I also think that there are some people who are like pretty sure that they found like the bits arc. of the Ark in yeah. I thought that was true. somewhere in Europe. There's been I'd, a f- there's been a few yeah. different like. Uh, you know, actual like uh, scientific, academic, um, you know, able to support like pretty, like you can't be like for sure this is it, but like, hey man, the odds, the odds look great here. Even, you know, I've seen, it's been a while and I can't remember the, I shouldn't even talk about it because I can't remember any of the exact details, but it's like, you know, we're like, we're doing a lot now with LIDAR where they find these like old reclaimed by the jungle ruins, you know, like Mayan type mm-hmm. pyramids, not Egyptian type pyramids. Yeah, they're where they're just found the the, they're just finding the change in the landscape with lidar versus mm-hmm. somebody actually coming across and discovering but i've seen that with like um you know what in the landscape would be the the ribs kind of the the hole the bones of a ship that would fit that description that size that whatever a lot of times with this stuff it's in sketchy countries not unlike a sketchy ship at the bottom of the sea Uh, and you can't necessarily just walk in with your magnifying glasses and your little brooms and start dusting things off and and researching but it's always fun i like that you think they do it with brooms and not like brushes i just see them out there like dusting off dinosaur bones with brooms Oh, like yeah. big what ones else? like janitors use because yeah. the the ark settled on a mountaintop right that's what it's what they say i mean that's technically what... it wasn't a mountain prior to the water receding but yeah right <laughs> well have you heard the conspiracies that that's how the dinosaurs were wiped out was through the uh the flood <laughs> mm. well again hard to say isn't it yeah i <laughs> um uh, this, I mean, I don't know if this is shocking or not, but I'm like, people want me to have strong feelings on like young Earth, old Earth, and I, I, I have none. Yeah, I don't I'm carry the way, but sorry. like that is, like the people that do believe that the Earth is what? What do they say? Six thousand years old or something like that? Yeah, like six or th- they seven. They say young Earth. The reason why at this it looks point, older, yeah. six, is six because of the flood. Well, yeah, and then science that proves that that's incorrect, and people who will still argue that. Uh, I don't know if I'd call that a conspiracy. Then well, I'm like, I don't elaborate. Do I mean, you're talking research. about like uh, radiocarbon dating because yeah. it's got its issues. As oh, a pra- sure. as, as a practice, it's it's got its issues, and it it paints with very broad broad br- brushes. I think it doesn't matter. Like, <laughs> okay, let's well, move on. Like, I, what, I think what it's, will change? Well, I think it's this, and if you know, we have any you know godless, hardcore, atheistic, less leftist listening. Hey, thanks for listening. Join the <laughs> Patreon. Um, they'll be mad at me. And uh, if there's like any uh, you know diehard fundamentalist, you know young Earth type Christians listening, um, you know they'll be mad. And please still become a Patreon supporter too. But so here's where I've gotten to on this, and somebody's going to be like, "This is either scientific heresy or Christian heresy." But I'm like. As a as a Christian, right? No secret on the podcast. Um, you know that, uh, like, there's all kinds of things that that we accept in Scripture, right? So, um, like, I don't even think like God God creating the earth is the 
like the, the craziest of them. But so like if you believe in the creation story, you're like God, God created Adam and Eve, right? Like, you know, pretty, pretty basic Judeo Christianity belief. So I'm like, I've never met anybody who thought that God created Adam or Eve as an embryo or even as an infant or, or a toddler, right? Like, I don't know anybody who's like, yeah, that's how it went down. He had to, he had to grow up. She had to grow up. So I'm like, the, the implication there to me is that God created these fully formed adult human beings. Now, there's a few things that this implies there. One, they didn't have belly buttons. Go ahead and let that freak you out. Okay? No belly button on Adam and Eve. I knew a kid with no belly button, so that doesn't really freak me out. How dare you, Adam? He's a freak. <laughs> well, his name was Casper. Seat's um, and See? He's he a was, ghost. That's he was why. Nice. He was very nice. He just had a weird birth thing. Uh, but so no belly buttons that's just a fun aside but my thing is like we readily accept at this on this very like basic Sunday like preschool Sunday school level uh, God created Adam and Eve and they appeared to be full so other than uh, potentially the lack of a belly button I have no way to verify that at this time like externally you would have looked at them and they would have had all the appearance of having been through the normal process of being conserved con- uh, conceived and birthed and growing into their full thing so i'm like well like, like kyle xy i don't know what you're talking about so oh sure. yeah that was a what, what a show horrible. was horrible yeah. i think it was a cw show but so oh, yeah i never saw it but i remember the commercials go ahead i think he was an alien sorry my thing is already already baked in there where like um okay uh god can create things with the appearance of age that are in fact young but I guess it's baked in right there at the, the very beginning, a few days in, right? Um, yeah. And so, like, if we're willing to accept that, and I mean, the the premise is an you know omniscient and omnipotent and omnipresent God, anyway. So it's like, well, let's not paint him into the box of of whatever. So I'm like, what if, what if God could, in six days, seven if we count the off day, uh, create an entire universe? Um, with all the appearance of having developed and grown and expanded and everything over the course of billions of years, but he's just like, no, nah, I'm just like, I'm just going to do the instant rice version. I'm, I'm, okay, I'm, I'm okay with I think it. It's both. And in yeah. this one, everybody gets to be happy and right. right. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, I think that if somebody can subscribe to all of that, but what they get stuck on is Adam and Eve not having belly buttons there's already some issue with that. Like there are so many other things that I feel like could could make somebody hold up and like need to look into that. I just do not think that that has ever, I, as a person who believes in conspiracies on occasion, I have never thought about that. No, no, I have to say part of, part of how this came about, because Josh and I have both been, uh, when I say this came about, like you being not Adam and Eve or the Ark uh, or the Estonia, it's all connected, folks. Um, mm-hmm. But you being on the podcast was... Time's um, a construct. <laughs> yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, like you being on the podcast is one, like Josh and I have both been like intrigued and appreciative uh, of your support from day one also because the podcast doesn't seem like it would be your jam and it, but then it actually definitely seems to be your jam and you keep throwing I learn things and, every time i listen to you guys i it might not be a conversation yeah. i would start on my own but yeah. dang it it's worth it and at least some of those things are true and accurate um but <laughs> then aside from that josh is like josh came back from a trip recently he's like mackenzie should come on 
She's a conspiracy theorist, and it would be interesting. And in my wildest <laughs> dreams of all of the world's funnest, sexiest conspiracy theories, did I think you would come at us with the Estonia? Yeah, <laughs> you so, know, there, the other me. things. Like, we're not going with Building 7. We're not going Flat Earth. We're not. No, 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 no. This no. random <laughs> fairy. Yeah, like a governmental one. <laughs> what about the the moon landing? What are our thoughts on the See, I want I think that the moon landing happened. I am not Gosh, about it being like faked. The lamest conspiracy theorist on see, the planet. Here's my thought. But I ask have, me about oh, aliens. Oh, let me throw in. Uh, hold on, let me say this real quick while we're on the moon landing. I think this because some of the photography is questionable, not all of it, some. Here's my thought. They did land they did land on the moon. I don't discredit that whatsoever. My thought is they screwed the pooch on getting proper photography. So they're like, frick, something, maybe the exposure levels or this or that footage got jacked up because <clears throat> they didn't know what they were doing at the time necessarily. So maybe for those photos that are, if you're going to say questionable, I would say maybe they just redid those photos just to prove to the Russians, hey, we got here first. Man, they I did, but the maybe the evidence, quote unquote, was uh, had to be redid I've because... They botched the photo. I've watched the the MythBusters very convincingly debunk all of the oh, yeah, they did a photography good and video conspiracies. And uh, yeah, I, I, I was saw another say, video showing questionable photography. That one, but well, I, I, that's because they looked for that, so they would find it. I mean, if you look sure. for a conspiracy, you'll find one. But right, well, the only one that I ever thought was even slightly realistic was when people were like, "Do you see the flag?" And then I was. <laughs> Then they're like, "There's no wind on on the moon," and I was like, "Right, but, but the, there isn't gravity either." And no, so the they did, it had to settle they somewhere. Did the, they did the flag too, complete with a vacuum chamber. They did the flag too. It wasn't the it wasn't the lead guys. It was their little uh, trio of friends. Minions. Oh, did you guys know that? Uh, yeah, the Asian guy died. Yeah, like, not long ago. So sad. Grant. Sorry. Yeah, yeah Grant, Grant Imahara. Grant yeah, it's a bummer. Sorry. Such a great Sorry show. Sorry to go down a sad, yeah, sad. I was actually on a, on a quick discovery note, and I think I've brought it up on here before, but if you're looking for like a fun, like just low anxiety, just kick back and enjoy it podcast, I'm still such a firm believer in micros. I got there through Discovery Dirty Jobs. Now I'm on micro. But I was just listening. He had Tim Ferriss on, I guess it was probably this week, at least that it dropped. And it's it's a great podcast, but man, it's good. The way I heard it, micro. If nothing else, his voice is lovely. I would say his voice so, is butter, oh and he's a, he can sing. I would, I would pay a lot of money to just be near that man. He's like uh, both an he's accomplished also opera singer and uh, barbershop quartet singer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. So good. And he's just like such like a smart, like down to earth dude. But at the same time, so eloquent. Like I'm listening to him talking. Yeah. Like he's here's the dirty. He's the dirty jobs guy, right? And he talks about how like, you know, for him and Tim Ferriss both, for no matter what else our body of work is in our lifetimes, you're going to be the four hour work week guy. I'm going to be the dirty jobs guy. But it's like he'll sit there just in casual conversation and start dropping and and quoting multiple stanzas. Uh, you know, of poetry and stuff. I'm just like, he's just so well read and he's such a phenomenal storyteller. Phenomenal storyteller. I feel like that's kind of like an old school way of being really good at what you're good at, where you're well-rounded and learned in like the things that you have interest in. 
he's he's of a different category i think yeah so if you haven't check it out i'm uh i'm a fan but anyway so all right so we're all we're all good on the moon mm-hmm. uh, yeah what, I mean, aliens though like, oh, yeah. I, don't aliens. Think, I don't think that like to me there's <laughs> i mean th- i think we made that jump because of aliens we didn't have anything until like i don't know 1947 which may or may not have been the exact year something happened in in roswell uh yeah so my (laughs) my horse to your zebra on this one would be alan turing i don't even know who that is sure you do Uh, yeah isn't the turing test after him the test of computers are self yeah um, the movie imitation game benedict cumberbatch yeah Nah, yeah. I don't like his face very much. So, <laughs> how dare you? That's why Sorry. you don't watch a movie. Have you seen it's Doctor kind of Strange then? Have I seen Doctor Strange? Forget yeah. Doctor Strange. He's Sherlock, possibly the best yeah. one ever. Oh, yeah, see, I I, I kind of get into like the movies, and then I think Robert Downey Jr. But oh my gosh, the the BBC Sherlock maybe some of the best television that's ever been produced ever anywhere. By any country. I need to watch that. Oh my gosh. Let's well, watch that. It's so good. Josh, you'll love listen, it, dude. I'm, again, I am not literally 100% on anything. I took a archaeology class in college um, as That's part of my You learned to history. use the brooms? Did they teach you how to use the brooms? <laughs> yes, and the drills, as it turns out. But it just like... The pseudo archaeology of things, which is basically what like the whole conspiracy of ancient aliens is like solely based on. Yeah. Which is if you can't prove it isn't, I'm going to say it is until you tell me otherwise in like a factual way. Yeah. And it's not so much that I then am like, no, it is that. And I need you to prove it isn't. I just won't argue one way or the other. I'm not going to say someone's wrong or someone's right. I don't feel comfortable enough doing that. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know what happened between 1947 and 1969, and I only know we went to the moon that year because of the Even Stevens movie when Ren sings about it in class. <laughs> Dude, that's the only reason why I know it too. We went to the moon in 1969. Yeah, literally, that's the only reason why I can tell you the date. But yeah, the same. jump from there to me, I like I get it, and you can show me a timeline of the things that happened in between there and how we got to getting to the moon in 1969 but like part of me also just kind of questions like how quickly that went from from the 1900s and nothing i don't know i have heard some some compelling cases for advanced society predating what we think it does uh, right now um now again you gotta okay you you gotta set aside i'm sorry young earthers yeah you, you gotta you gotta set that aside for them uh, but when I see compelling cases, I'm trying to remember the guy's name. Now there's Graham Hancock and he gets into like the woo woo side. I've heard him on various podcasts and stuff of, um, you know, ancient civilizations and, and advanced civilizations predating what we think they do now. But there's a Randall Carlson is the other guy who actually has some like geological chops and archeological chops and stuff like that. And I've heard that dude, um, make cases for like uh, so around the Sphinx, like the Sphinx is kind of. I haven't been to Egypt, but you know it's pretty easy to see pictures and videos and stuff. And so the the Sphinx is kind of cut into the rock and stuff. And so there's yeah. all these water erosion patterns around the Sphinx that oh, like, yeah, like like 
like you know how long it takes water to erode stone like that right Mm -hmm. so it's like the water erosion pattern around the sphinx dates like that water erode for water to erode in that way would take longer than we've dated the sphinx to like this so it, it it going on that but it couldn't have been eroding that if the sphinx wasn't there right so it just pushes this date to the sphinx way back but um you know traditional accepted archaeologists don't want to uh, like the, they're like a dog with a chew toy they just don't want to let it go even yeah well changing anything in a yeah. history book is not easily done or accepted and so but i mean that would require yeah. what a water drill is that what those are called yeah i mean that's that's more getting into like the cutting and stuff this is just mm-hmm. like them just just doing like just standard mm-hmm. geological science based on like water runoff erosion not even intentional erosion just being like okay if this rock face was exposed by the creation of this sphinx like how long would it take the water runoff and how we know water runs off in this area to create the erosion patterns in that rock that we're seeing so just natural process not even human or alien intervention right is like no it would have taken way more time uh for water to erode this in this way than when we're saying the thing the sphinx was made it's it's an interesting thing randall carlson i'm, I'm pretty sure is his name in there and then there's this really interesting geological site and i can't remember where it's at but i remember the name is gobekli tepe ah yeah uh that's literally where I want to go on my honeymoon. So, uh, Gobekli Tepe, I don't know what, ta- I can't speak authoritatively about it, but there's some really interesting things about this site that, again, it's one of these where there's these big, really hard to explain monoliths there. It's a very closed and protected site. It's really tough to study at this point, but it's like, it, it just pushes back that date of the, the technology, the technology that would have been required um, to have created these monoliths and move them and place them in the way that they're placed with the precision that they're placed just really sc- screws up the timeline of humanity. Mm-hmm. So. Well, Gobekli Tepe, or yeah, Gobekli Tepe is like also half underground and like what they have found of how sophisticated like their systems of getting air and they have found like actual evidence that they were they had like domesticated animals and like farm animals and even if you go outside of the fact that an ancient civilization did that and achieved that then people questioned why (laughs) like why did this civilization that once was above ground and there are ruins they found there as well and but why did like the entire civilization including farm animals and things like that feel like they needed to go underground. I'm not saying it's aliens, but I do think that there's a lot of assumptions when it comes to history. And I just don't think we know enough about it in a proven way to say one one thing or the other. But those huge monoliths are, and the cutting, like stone cutting is the one thing that I'm like, I really can't, I can't explain it and no one has explained it to me. And... I not again. I'm not saying it's aliens that did it or showed them technology. I I do think we don't give ancient civilizations enough credit for maybe how intelligent they were. Yeah. yeah, I think we've talked about on here before. Is like we just for whatever reason assume people not in our current present were just dumb back in the day. But yeah. it's like you guys write the Declaration of Independence. Do you have the intelligence to write that crap? Like heck no. Nah. So like those even though they were like a long time ago and they didn't have it was iPhones, only a couple hundred years ago. 
So. I know they were st- stupid smart. So I think I think there is just they had a, a technique that we're just maybe we're too dumb. Like yeah. I couldn't, I can't well, do anything anyone does ex- if I don't have my phone. The other thing is that if you go back to like an arc nose arc type situation, even if you don't you know, subscribe to that or a religious view on that situation, say a massive flood, you know, basically took out a massive population of the world. Well, and the, the ones world, that not a massive, but like, no, it took out the world. <laughs> right. But I, I just think that like the whole thing would be that they would have to start over. And so there would be no way of knowing what the people before knew. So to just assume they were idiots doesn't make any sense to me well and in the grand scheme of time like we we have a really as humans it's endemic to our species we just have a really hard time wrapping our mind around how briefly we're here to observe um and how briefly in the grand scheme of time we've been keeping observations so like no we i mean we can go all the way back to these written texts i'm like yeah that's you're all the way back is like one second on the clock face of like known known time right so it's really it's just a blip and so you know there's a strong case to be made for you know like nature reclaims materials even things like metals and stuff like that that we think are going to be so enduring in in a relatively short period of time in the grand scheme of of what time is and you know we can have physicists jason come back on and blow our minds about time and it being a construct. Um, but so it's like, you know, it's not like I think, you know, Atlantis was like the movies and it was this lost city where they're, you know, they had flying cars and whatnot. I mean, Hey, maybe I wasn't there. Wakanda uh, forever. But just being open to like, we think what we value as intelligence and knowledge now is the only intelligence and knowledge that counts and is important. And that it's somehow superior to the knowledge and intelligence that we've lost. And when you look at things, remove aliens from the equation, set it to the side, remove like ancient advanced civilizations from the side. You can, you can look at things like pyramid sites and see how they're aligned to stars and constellations to, Mm -hmm. you know, within, um, you know, fractions of degrees that would be difficult to do with the technology that we have now but but they did it, and part of that, and they did it all over, like oh, yeah. even South Africa. Mm-hmm. They did it in South America. Really, only North America is the one that kind of seemed like they had some. Which really, you some know, dummies. I, I think, um, you know, I blame Edison. <laughs> I think at the you know at the point that uh, we had a light and uh, we could stay up, and you know, uh, light led to light pollution, and light led to uh, vacuum uh, tubes and rays and television, uh, and uh, maybe I blame Marconi a little bit with the radio. But the problem is, like, we just are too distracted. Maybe, maybe we know more. <laughs> what about Tesla? Tesla can do no wrong, my friend. Okay, well, I was going to have that argument with you, but I guess I don't have to. Nic- Nicol- um, Nikolai was an enlightened I mean, man. <laughs> Pun intended. See, it's a light joke. Uh, I mean... Uh, um, <laughs> but look at, like, the ancient Egyptians. They figured out the Earth was not round, like, in the early 200 BC. You mean that it is round? He Wait, what did I perfectly say? round. You said that it's not round. Yeah. Oh, no, that it is round. Sorry, yeah. No, that the Earth is not flat, I think, is what yeah. I was thinking, but my mind said backwards. No, that they proved that the Earth is round. Uh, if you've seen Carl Sagan's video of like the two 
poles that they one they built one in Alexandria in Egypt and then like they built another pillar like super far away and then they measured the shadows of it at a certain time of day and then the shadows did not match or something which proves the earth is truly uh, round and like that was 200 BC so yes. mm-hmm. and see that's what happens when you don't have television you go hey that shadow isn't where it was earlier Let's, right. wa- let's watch it. <laughs> let's watch it for well, a long time. You let's sit here. While I'm going to go. A, I'm going to go a mile down the road, and I'm going to measure this shadow, and we'll make sure it's the same time, and we'll compare. So uh, uh, throw you out know? your throw out your TVs, everyone. Not your phones. Not your not the devices that can deliver podcasts to you. Don't get rid of those. But your televisions, your radios. They got to subscribe go, to their got, Patreon. They got to go. They're holding us back. Hey, last one. JFK's assassination. Was there a second shooter in the grassy knoll? I mean, my instinct is no. I. Who hired him? The Soviets? I don't know if anybody hired him. He was. Uh, was he, was he a, a bit jealous of a cannon? Mm, what his face he, was? Kennedy's uh, little affairs with multiple women. Maybe he was a disgruntled husband. Uh, see, no, he was a nightclub owner, um, and I don't or know Fidel? why. I don't or know Fidel why he Castro did that. hired him. I mean, listen, I don't know. I do think that there is some weird stuff, like with everything. Like, if you were there, you'd think that you would openly be like, oh, my God, yeah, I was there that day. But well, if you want to know, I have Who is answer. that lady in the babushka? Who's the babushka lady? And why didn't she come forward and say, oh, my God, you guys, mm. that's me. It's fine. Have you, have you ever heard of the show 112263? It's on Hulu. That's the is day that JFK was shot. James Franco? Yeah. Was he, like, travel back in time or something? Yeah, he goes back in time to stop the assassination of JFK, and it's a phenomenal show. It's like I think six he's got episodes some or something. Right now, though, he does. I think that James Franco got in trouble for something. Everybody, Not that uh, everybody's in trouble. Everybody's yeah. in trouble for something. You, well, you look at someone wrong, you're in trouble and canceled. So, <laughs> no, but this show came out a couple years ago, and it is it is top notch. It's on Hulu. I think it's a Hulu original. So hmm. you should definitely watch J- it. JFK conspiracy theories are are it's one that I can actually get down on, and and I'll and I'll tell you why. And it's not because of, I mean, I just don't have a. So the problem with conspiracy theories is that every once in a while, one one is real, right? Like every once right. in a while, a government's like, no, let's do this false flag thing. That'll be good. Um, and so that lends the credence then to all all the ones that take some some major leaps, right? So I apply the same thing to conspiracy conspiracy theories that I apply to jury duty, which is a reasonable doubt. Well, can you can you prove aliens didn't come down and do it? Well, no, but we're dealing in, in reasonable doubt, right? So, but with JFK, so that I have no problem with the three shots. I have no problem with the three shots at that angle, at that distance. Not that tough. Totally, totally plausible. Total, totally. Right, with the to gun that. he was using. Uh, sure it's the it's the damage done by those three rounds that i don't believe to be ballistically possible i also i've i've fired rifle rounds into media for the purpose of seeing them expand because it's kind of cool you shot Um, cnn and so um you know the fact that one of the rifle rounds ends up laying on the gurney with jfk's body and it's it's unscathed it's unscathed. It's like it's like a bullet that hadn't ever even been pressed into a, a casing. Uh, that's that's not how that works. Like when when copper and lead 
um, enter soft and or hard tissue, it reacts to it. It flattens, it expands, it gets scraped, it breaks up, um, you know, bones re- redirect it, all, all these things. That's They're designed to do that. They're supposed to do well, as much even damage if it came as out, it, Yeah, even if it came out, it would have destroyed so much more of his head and they would not have been able to just like pick it up and put it on his gurney. Yeah. It's um, so I, I do think shots uh, came from, from more than one angle. I don't know who did it. There were plenty of bad. The, the thing is there, there's plenty of, of bad actors here. And I mean, uh, you know, Lee Harvey Oswald getting capped before he could stand trial. It, that's, that's uh, you know, that's akin to the Estonia being covered up in concrete. Like that's just, that's an odd thing in and so of itself. Maybe it was the guy that killed Lee Harvey Oswald that was the nightclub owner. I think it was. Yeah, Jack or sounds, John, or which Edward. also doesn't really make a whole lot of Edward. sense. Like the whole well, it's, situation doesn't like connect that, well for me. Um, uh, well, I think like based on the line of work in that time and with his connections, I think I, I think it's established he had mob ties, which JFK had mob ties. It's well established. I mean, he wasn't a good dude. I mean, he wasn't the. I think anybody but, that owned a club had mob, mob ties. <laughs> so, but I mean, like, you know, Kennedy himself, the Kennedy family, I mean, they made, they made the money out of bootlegging. Like, they're not a, they're not a Norman Rockwell painting. Um, you know, he painkiller addiction, which, hey, happens to people now. I'm, you know, not hating on the guy for it, but it but it was there and, and womanizing, whatever. And He was a cheater. He, he liked hanging out with powerful people. He liked hanging out around mom, like... There, there were there were Russian issues. There were Cuban issues that were actually Russian issues. Look, we're right back to Russia. It's a callback, um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I, to me again, it's it's much more plausible than a lot of other conspiracy theories that there was the CIA had their own issues with how he was doing things and wanted to do things. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I've seen videos where people are like, "The driver did it," and you in those videos you can see the driver turn around and like moves the arm like the far arm i guess and do something like this i don't know if that means he had a gun i don't know how they look but into would that the, would the trajectory of the bullet into his head match the angle in which the driver would have been whatever i was watching uh the way that they did it depending on if there was more than one shooter and how if he had already been shot slash I, what the governor or something who was sitting in the front seat that yeah. also got shot like in the hand um, if his was the first shot and then JFK reacts to something and looks in a different direction, the way it goes, I think that they said it, it's plausible, but the same way that it's plausible that Lee Harvey Oswald could have made that shot also coming from the other area. So I, I don't know. It's not like they're going to let yeah. us see the yeah. autopsy. Yeah, I, so. I, I don't get into like, oh, he never could have made that shot at that distance, that angle on a moving target, let alone three of them. Absolutely could. Absolutely. Not even. Oh, I agree. Not, not, not difficult with a rifle at all. I just don't think those three rounds from that position could have done the damage that was done. That's where it falls apart for me. Who else did it? Who was in on it? Pick a, pick a bad actor. I mean, there's, there's, there's plenty of, of plausible characters there that, that would have had pick multiples. Um, you know, Oswald did have his own infatuations uh, with the USSR. He had been, by all accounts, radicalized. Um, would have been really easy to set him up as a patsy. Like, okay, like not that he's not in on it, not that he's not taking real shots, but he's the one that gets caught. Oh, okay. Like, it just none of that is a giant leap for me. Well, yeah, that applies um, to... Um, um, mm-hmm. What's his face that... Uh, 
Epstein. Nope. <laughs> he didn't kill himself. Nope. Epstein. I don't did think he not did either. Kill him. No. I don't he didn't think he kill did himself. Oh yeah. No. I just like how that's we one I can definitely get behind. Know it. Oh, and, like, yeah, no. and then homegirl. Well, and that's the thing. Whoever did it. Oh doesn't, yeah. Doesn't we gotta care. find her. Yeah. Who like who whoever did it doesn't even care. They're like so the guards were asleep and the cameras failed and then he hung himself. Like what crappy telenovela are we watching here? Uh-huh. No, well, even some really like the autopsy, men the autopsy itself, like because when you hang yourself like from a noose, there's a certain bone that 100. percent Don't quote me on the hyoid. number, but yep. like it's a hyoid bone. Yeah, always snaps. Always when you hang yourself, that bone was mm. not broken in him. It doesn't. Well, no, and, so it doesn't always break. Hey, I watched a YouTube video, and that's what they said happened. So. No, I, it's the most likely, especially if you like people who hang themselves and like drop like off a chair or something yes it's the most likely way and that's why a lot of the time in hangings and why they don't do it anymore is because um that crushed bone doesn't always mean that your neck breaks and then people would basically suffocate because of the crushed bone and it would take longer to pass away uh it's the most common though but it was like the evidence in that they told us it was like the way he tied the knot if he tied it was really not the way he would have done it as like a right-handed person it mm. wasn't also, in the right place of also, his neck what, what, what was he a, a boy scout a sailor where does knot tying expertise come from come on come on. i i know how to do a. I still tie my shoes with bunny ears i don't know how to do the one thing where it's like one loop and then you wrap around i do bunny ears i do That's two loops also it's okay I, and i'm so old yeah, I think he for sure did not kill himself. Like the junk no. is like mad sketchy. Oh, oh, the one I was thinking of, John Wilkes Booth. I think that there are some things behind that. I think he killed Abraham Lincoln. Don't get me wrong. I just think that there was more to that. I didn't and know there was any conspiracy we don't know. around him. Yeah, I, there was a doctor who actually the phrase uh, "drag you through the mud" um, partially plays on the fact that a doctor. Uh, who his last name was Mud, um, <laughs> wrapped his ankle after he ran away from uh, killing Abraham Lincoln and jumping from the balcony. Uh, so then he got like, I don't know, de-doctored. <laughs> I don't know. But the way that John Wilkes Booth died, I think is questionable because he died in a barn that somebody set a fire to. But people are like, he could have made it out. It's not like that fire spread in a second. I think he was killed before that. They don't know oh. if it was like a confederacy thing. Like that, who knows? So I, I left the pod for a minute there. You guys kept trucking. When I left, Josh was talking about tying his shoes with bunny ears. And when I came back, you were uh, killing President Lincoln or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, we were not. John, Wilkes, John yeah. Wilkes Booth did yeah. it. Yeah. I was laying down some historical knowledge about why we use the phrase... Um, drag me through the mud or drag a person through the mud mm. because so, the doctor that wrapped his ankle taking us back to your major and oscars trivia nights do you remember the play that uh lincoln was watching Mm-mm. nope it was a comedy it was my american cousin nature and uh, kind of sounds insulting 
booth. At this point. It, but. it actually was. It was almost kind of, yeah. you know, it was kind of along the lines of, you know, imagine uh, like Prince William watching Hamilton. It's kind of that. Like we had a sense of humor. We could laugh at ourselves. There's no, no factor. But uh, Booth mm-hmm. actually waited for what he knew was a big laugh line. That's when he fired a shot. Wow. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. Do Listen, you, I... I don't know. I I think he was a smart dude, and he definitely do you, did a kill. But and, uh, you may have covered this while I was missing from the podcast. Do you recall what he shouted from the stage when he jumped down from the presidential box? Semper Fi or something. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> Semper Fi would be the Marine Corps motto. I know it is, but that is actually but it was something that like is that, close. Though. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember. It was six Semper Tyrannis. Thus, yeah. thus always to tyrants. Because uh, crazy people, uh, not crazy people, I don't know who, I saw someone yell it and it was like, oh, you're like kind of crazy though. And I don't think a sane it. person would quote that and feel good about no. it. <laughs> no, yeah, right. That's the point. I forget. Well, it's the, the trouble is that it's, it's not, uh, it, you know, it's not a problematic sentiment for actual tyrants. Yeah. True. So I can yell that in like North Korea and be fine. You might, with some people, you you might be okay there. I actually, last time I was in DC, which has been an unfortunate amount of time at this point, but it was probably five or six years ago. There was actually, I've been to Ford's Theater several times. Um, I've I've seen some productions there. If you you go visit, it's it's really cool. But um, there's uh, a museum across the street. There's the Peterson house where they took uh, him after he was shot, where they took the president after he was shot. And that's actually where he passed away. And you can walk through that house, but then they've built a whole like learning center museum next to it. But they um, had a whole display. It was it was traveling. It's not there now, but it was of items that were were there and were present, like that night in the booth. So like the the Derringer, the gun was there in that display. But then there was also like bunting, uh, you know, like the red, white, and blue bunting that from I can imagine maybe it was actually from the front of the the presidential uh, you know suite or booth there. I can't remember. But they mm-hmm. had like cushioned Lincoln's head with it, like it had his blood on it, which is a little macabre. Oh. But also, uh, like I'm just a fan of uh, things that make history, like the personal side of history, real. Because the only reason history matters is because people were involved, right? So the things that can kind of put you there uh, and kind of make you feel what they feel, saw what they saw, think what they think, is always real interesting to me. So that was uh, that was something. Yeah, I. I'm a little jealous. Uh, the history nerd in me wants to do that, but I haven't been to DC since I was probably six. <laughs> There's a beautiful photo of me looking like a little boy um, with my cousins sitting in front of the Lincoln Memorial. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. I was say, especially if you in DC. Yeah, I've been to DC since I was 29. <laughs> Brag. Didn't you not go where I told you to eat, or did you? Um, we ended up renting those scooters, and I think, well, it was the day Biden was projected to be the president was conveniently the day we were there. So, like, I say that because it was absolutely, like, crazy everywhere. Like, just everyone was just partying in the street. So it started getting, like, a little crazy, and we were renting scooters, we were we we had planned we had put it in the GPS to go that way, but then like the way the crowds were just getting larger and larger, the, where it was it was getting late. Antifa I think showed up, and it was just getting weird. So I think we opted to not 
killed. Yeah, it sounds like a good time to pee. So I would say, especially as a history buff, if you haven't been to D.C. in a long time, it's uh, it's worth the journey. It's worth it just to visit the archives, um, just to stand in the rotunda of the archives and actually look at the deck, you know, like physically see, be right there at the Declaration of Independence um, mm-hmm. and uh, and the Constitution. And there, there's some other historical documents that are contemporary to them there, too. But that's phenomenal. The Library of Congress, too. Uh, mm-hmm. These are not the normal, like, tourist stops, but, man, like... The interior of the Library of Congress is the single most impressive interior of a building in the entire United States of America. I stand by that I'm statement. I'm like pretty positive that National Treasure and Nicolas Cage alone made those places more tourists wanted to go to. But oh, that's cool. I'm 100% down. After I forced Chris to take me to uh, Gobekli Tepe uh, for my honeymoon, and after I then want him to like swoop me down. Because he's going to fly me there, obviously. Yeah. Um, I want him to swoop me down to uh, Lalibela Rock, uh, the churches that are, like, built into the ground in... Uh, Aren't all in, churches built into the ground? In in <laughs> Ethiopia. No, I mean, they started from flat ground and, and, like, dug out the church, and they're built into, like, solid granite. Also, if you're wanting to look at some weird sure. historical things... Yeah, what's, yeah. What's I, I want to go there. I should remember the name. What's What's the one that's carved into the rock wall that's in uh, Indiana Jones? Oh, uh, the one that they also have in the Mummy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. it does look dope. Um, but it's super limited. Like only, I mean, the number of people that get to go on any given day, it's it's really small. It's tough to visit. I believe I could be making oh. that up. But it wouldn't surprise I, me if you can't get like passes into places like that as a tourist because I. There aren't even roads. So if we're talking about the same one, like built into like where we're going, we don't need roads. What? What? So, yeah. So Epstein did not kill himself. In in other words, and this is where uh, you know I'm not my my historical interests are. I mean, they're. I was gonna say they're they're more narrow, but it's like things like Go Beckley Tepe interest me. But I'm like, if somebody was like. Well, you would you could have like a, a free pass to to hang out at uh, you know like Independence Hall or the archives or the Library of Congress, uh, you know, stay overnight. Like the world's your oyster. All you have to do is like drop a, a Moab on Gobekli Tepe. Bye bye Gobekli Tepe. Bye bye. Bye bye. I would do the opposite because most of the stuff in those places, people could repeat, and I mean maybe not word for word, but people know enough and. There's enough technology at this point to put that that back. Tell that to the library in Alexandria, my friend. Listen, and this is why Gobekli Tepe was underground in the first place. People like you, they were thinking ahead and they were like, what if in the future... What, there are what, some there what, are some white dudes who what if somebody's fly like, over here. What if somebody's like, hey, Kale, we'll give you Thomas Jefferson's personal library that's been on display here for uh, some time now if you'll just carpet bomb Gobekli Tepe. I'm like... <laughs> okay. Where's, Go back to Tepe, maybe, but what the, about a different monument? Where, where's the, where's the, like, I don't like, even know what like, monument you're talking about. Like, what, what? Go back to Tepe. Is, what? Go back to Tepe. It's the one we were talking about. The Spell like, it. Uh, can't. G O. Sound it out, my guy. Tepe. Go. Yeah. Go Beckley. Beckley. Go. Go Black. Yeah. Oh my God. We talked about. I mean, Got it. Thanks. I mean, we talk, uh, we talk duck, duck, go. Not Google. Duck, duck, go. That's what I switched anyway, to. Anyway. Google uh, like, is What if they said the same? Google's trying to keep Gobekli Tepe from us. 
secret um, no I, it's conspiracies. literally spelled how you would expect go that, and that's why i said spell B-L-E-C-K-E, it out e c k e space yeah. t e p e yeah. that's because Mysterious not not americans between, wait no it's definitely not spelled like that i don't know why it's still the results are popping up because it's spelled americans g and then it's like o it but with like the two dots over the o b e k l i so not mm. at all the first thing i just spelled but hey, it still gave me the results. Why do you okay. want to visit this place again? Because it's fascinating. But where is it? Where is this? Where, <laughs> what country am I in? It it is a it is a a bit of a archaeological and historical conundrum at this point. Yeah, conundrum. I mean they just haven't they don't really have it figured out like as to why it happened. It's and a I would... possible astronomical observatory. Yeah. Listen, there's a lot of crazy things about that place that I think is worth more than most people know about it i'm just saying if we aren't if if that I mean, weren't cool. the site Again, that you listen. were forced to bomb kale why would you like want to bomb why is that even Mayan. a thought like who cares it that was me being extremely hyperbolic about the fact that i'm i'm far more interested in like oh. uh you know revolutionary history than something like oh. Gobekli Tepe. not that i'm not interested in it at all or advocate its destruction i almost <laughs> feel the opposite because i'm american i want to like know more about things that historically happened before you know anglo americans were here racist um where's what country is this in i don't know you don't know well now i have to search for it yeah uh how do i spell it again got it listen the point is i don't think we need to destroy anything i think that somebody needs to let kale into any and all of the libraries he wants to go into. <laughs> this is fair. I like. I and like there just shouldn't be. Oh, it's like it's like right outside the. It's near Syria. It's in Syria. Looks like. Or yeah, I hear it's lovely this time of Turkey. Year. Turkey. It's in Turkey. So I'm sure you'll be nice and safe when you go visit. Well, well that's part of the reason why we don't know a lot about it is that it's difficult to get to, and they. But that also is why people want to get to it is because in the Middle East there are people destroying ruins to hurt like civilization where they're like we don't really care let's carpet bomb those people <laughs> the people ruining the the thing the ruins. not like the whole not the whole place <laughs> just the people ruining uh, it on purpose uh, just to clarify you snowflakes um but yeah. no. Uh, well, broad spe- statements. Josh. Speaking of aliens, I-, I can't help myself on space talk this week. It's just, it's just too insane. It's just too surreal. Starship progress in in Texas at what is is now lovingly referred to as, as Starbase Texas. It's just, I, I don't, I don't even know. Like it's, it's like a, it's like a a nerd's fever dream. I, so. For those of you who your only exposure to these things is when I talk about it and uh, Josh tunes me out here on the podcast. What'd you uh, say? Well done, sir. Um, so down in Boca Chica, Texas, this is where SpaceX has been working on this giant rocket starship that I've talked about on here many, 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 many times. So they're so crazy close to an orbital test of this thing. So just this week, they rolled out what is booster number four. So this is a full booster mock-up, grid fins, the whole nine. What you eating there, Mackenzie? Because <laughs> it's not quiet. 
It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's just chips. Um, so they, they roll this booster out. It's 70 meters tall. There's 29 engines on the bottom of it. It's gigantic. It is the most powerful rocket stage ever built in the history of the world. Multiple times over, more powerful than the Saturn V. Uh, and then you're like, man, that's crazy. I can't believe they're doing that. They must be rolling it out to get some testing done. Um, and and then, oh, no, they weren't done. Starship 20 uh, rolls out of the mid-bay and the high bay with uh, almost all of its thermal tiles on it. Uh, vacuum Raptor engines, so those are the ones that are optimized for space where there's no atmosphere, loaded on for the first time. They, they rolled it out to the launch pad today. They were going to throw that sucker up on top of the booster, except for the winds were too high, so they're going to do it tomorrow morning. So by the end of the day, tomorrow, the most powerful rocket built in the history of the world, 120 meters tall, 29 engines on the bottom of it, six more engines on the second stage. It's just, it's just going to be stacked there in Boca Chica, Texas, ready to uh, blow our minds. It's, That's dope. It, it, it's, it's crazy. It's it's. It is 100% on the scale of the Apollo program uh, and, and and Mercury and Gemini all, all rolled into one. Only like somebody hit fast forward like eight times. Like it's like 16X, like just how fast they've iterated and gotten here. So for... Aliens. Can you layman term why... Uh, what's the point of making it so big? Like what are, you, what are they trying to bring up that needs that much... It'll go go further. For lack of a better term. Several things. So Elon's main goal, like I'm confident his answer would be that um, it's the, because the the goal is to like, uh, is to make humanity a multi-planetary species. Uh, It's, it's his hedge on, on Armageddon. Um, And so if we're going to, in any meaningful way, get humans to Mars and make that sustainable, you need something with this kind of capacity to do it. In the short term, this program was awarded the the single award from NASA uh, to be the moon lander for the Artemis program that they're working on right now to return humanity to the moon. Uh, So a version of Starship will be what lands people back on the moon again. Um, and this thing is rated to, I mean, the numbers will, will change because actually even this version of Starship right now with 29 engines on the bottom, the, the next iteration is going to have 32. So it's still not done, but somewhere around 150 tons, 150,000 tons to orbit this thing will be capable of. Even somebody asked them, uh, you know, uh, like, would Starship be, be capable of like returning Hubble to Earth, like going, snatching Hubble and bringing it back down to Earth. So rather than it just decaying out in space for eternity, it could be here and be in a museum. Because uh, like what, like all you these discoveries we've made, like this understanding that we have of the universe at this point is is largely in part, largely, largely in part due to the Hubble telescope and the sc- discoveries that we've made with it. And he's like, yeah, I don't, I don't see why not. No, no problem. No factor. So uh, listen, I'm not like super up to date on like current space things. If I'm being completely honest, uh, usually I get my information from you guys as it turns out, but, and by you guys, I mean more specifically you, Kale, sorry, uh, Josh. Hey, I'm um, watching for all mankind on Apple TV plus and it's phenomenal. <laughs> well, I was going to say, I listened last week, so I'm going, I'm, I'm going to watch it, I guess, but, uh, <laughs> Two things come to mind there, which is me questioning um, if I remember anything correctly about what Elon was trying to do. And wasn't he trying to like reuse 
something oh, rockets yeah. Dude, something so this has rock- he done that this rocket is so 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 many firsts so like when you see like we talked about blue origin recently jeff bezos flew on on his little rocket that, that went up and landed but that right. wasn't a, a, ashton kutcher was told no could not go so it, but that wasn't an orbital flight right like that rocket goes up and comes right back down and so the landing's cool but it's it's if you're going to land a rocket, that's the easier way to do it. So what SpaceX okay. accomplished with um, with Falcon 9 that they've made so routine now that it only makes the news when they fail at it, which is exceedingly rare. Um, so the Falcon 9 is an orbital class rocket. So it can actually put things into orbit. And the first stage and the first stage only come, comes back and lands and is, is highly reusable. We really don't even know what the limit is on reflying Falcon 9s at this point. Their initial, their initial goal was to get 10 flights out of each booster. And now that they have some that have hit 10, they're like, well, we're just going to keep flying until they fail. <laughs> well, we'll we're just going yeah. to see. Um, so what Starship will be, in addition to being the most powerful rocket in the, the history of the world, at least of the known history of the world, right, Gobekli Tepe, um, is that it will be the first rocket with fully reusable first and second stages. But his goals okay. are even beyond that. He wants them to have a reusability, like a, a, a turnaround time and a reliability on par with, with airlines, so what they're design yeah. what they're designing with Starship is that um, it'll it'll it's a two stage two stage rocket uh, so the super heavy booster and then the the Starship uh, on on top of it so the booster will will launch go up put put Starship into orbit it will come back and land at the launch site actually right next to to the launch pad there's actually going to be arms on the launch tower that will catch it so he's going to catch. He's just going to catch the world's biggest rocket booster. He's just going to catch it. Yeah. Um, and then immediately be able to, it, he, he, they're shooting for a one-hour turnaround time, use the uh, equipment on the launch tower to then restack that booster right on the launch pad, throw another, fuel it, throw another Starship right on top of it, go again. So what you're telling Jeez. me is that he's trying to accomplish the way I thought uh, we would be living in space travel right now via xenon where like they basically have like (laughs) like airplane spaceships where they like xenon was a movie but where they like take off but get to wherever they're going in base in base in space drop off the people like you deboard a plane and then they fly back down to earth yeah so uh, yes Yes, so ish. So uh, some things that he's working on that are along those lines. One, uh, the trip to Mars. It's it's a long road trip, right? Like you you're, you're gonna need some bathroom breaks. So yeah, if you Martian told me that. So there's there's a six month window every two years. That's when you make your trip to Mars because that's when you have to cover the least amount of space to get there. Um, so it can be done at other times, but with fuel efficiency and everything else you want that trip to be as short as it possibly can be so it's it's a window about every two years um but with the moon something like that much more plausible so the current plan for our our return to the moon the artemis program is actually to put a space station in orbit around the moon and what we'll be doing is really just ferrying astronauts to that station and then there will be landers based at the station and those landers will be able to just kind of go back and forth uh, down to the surface of the moon um so So they're gonna estonia 
people there yes. and Estonia yeah. people back, I, maybe. Come to think it of it, Elon, connects. please don't name any of the starships the, the Estonia. <laughs> also, if, you, if the first one is not named Enterprise, if the first like actual orbital flying human starship is not the Enterprise, Elon, lose my number. Because if you miss the opportunity to actually have in real life the starship Enterprise... I, I don't even know fire. what we're, I don't even know what we're doing here. I don't even know my what vote. My vote is for him to just name it um, Zoom Zoom Zoom. Oh yeah, no, he'll so. he'll definitely do from, do something silly with it. I keep waiting for like Xenon, a big uh, like I'd love nothing more for them than for them to paint the nose cone to look like a Shibu Inu looking up just to troll all the Dogecoin people. But yes, um, but you something know Kuma else is mostly a Shiba Inu. So what's there you that? Go. Connection. Kuma is my dog is a uh, half Shiba Inu. So uh-huh. Hi, Kuma. You know, Inu my- just means dog in Japanese. So you're basically you're saying Shiba. If you say that's a Shiba Inu dog, you're just saying Shiba dog dog. Who would say that? Uh, people say that. Really, people say that's oh. a Shiba Inu dog. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but so something else that he's talking about that's a little more like it is I sci-fi, mean, but that like that's that's the point of what you were talking about is he's talking about the possibility like, of that's a Pomeranian dog, right? <laughs> <laughs> so Elon's talked okay. about the because he's shooting for. Uh, so I mean, it's like table mesa. Doesn't doesn't mesa mean table? Yeah, so table, table mesa table. is stupid. Yeah. I don't know. I only speak American. So, <laughs> mm, <laughs> but mm-hmm. something which that, is Spanish at this point. Something so. that Elon has floated with Starship because the goal is for it to have such high reliability and such quick turnaround times. Again, like you land a plane, you know, you restock, you do your checks, you fuel up, you go. Is just point to point Earth travel. So I mean, you know, like thirty minute trips. You know, New York to London. Like we'll just we'll just take off in our Starship here. We'll just we'll just pop over there like let's go hit london for lunch and come back so they also spacex went ahead and bought a couple of oil rigs that they're converting into mobile ocean launch platforms hmm. because why not seems like a, a good way again for for starship those. so they're just going to go ahead and launch the biggest rocket in the history of the world not just from boca chica texas not just uh from cape canaveral here in florida but uh you know on big floating platforms because why not? Because Elon obviously can do pretty much anything he sets his mind to. Yeah, he can afford it. So he also better um, not mess with those uh, oil rigs too much because a good, good chunk of those are now um, considered coral reefs and uh, support shark lives. So sharks forever. It's fine. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna take a lot of time to weigh out the pros and cons of establishing a permanent colony on Mars and protecting the sharks. And I will. I just get, think we should I be able to get do both. Back to you. I will get back I to just, you. No, the yeah. No, these weren't like um, yeah. Like there's there's layers to this game, uh, as I understand it, with the uh, the oil platforms, and so these were like floating and moving and and whatever like they're already being deconstructed to be turned into the launch so whatever sharks were living there are dead i hate to inform you sorry no i think that they leave the uh i think they leave like the leg parts yeah i I feel like at a certain point they just leave those because we're already making artificial reefs so now if it makes if it makes you feel any better i did hear that um you know the the sharks that died um elon's going to cover them in concrete to preserve their <laughs> yes makes the most sense preserve their remains 
I'm and glad you've I'm glad you've come around. Bone all break the way when they're being strangled back mm-hmm. around. Well, they weren't strangled. And also, how dare you? <laughs> I was ever referencing Epstein again. Yeah, I know. So, Anyways, yeah, the somebody needs to go and see if the hyoid bones on these sharks are intact. That's what I want to know. They don't have them because their only bones in their bodies are their. Well, that's teeth. even more suspect. So someone Who removed you, their people? hyoid bone. Someone removed. No, it. they're all cartilage, you guys. Uh, but their their skin, um, uh, they have scales technically, you guys, and um, it's one of my favorite things because they're they're shaped like little sharp teeth, um, and uh, they're called denticles. Wow. You're welcome. Fish See all of the weird fish. facts. Wow. <laughs> Bring me to trivia. Uh, let's do it. We'll we'll plan our. Uh, oh, so we we didn't even address. So uh, we did have to break our promise to you guys a little bit. Like uh, we, you know, we got a little cheeky with the numbering of last week's episode. We made it nineteen point five so that we could still do our live recording for our Patreon supporters for episode twenty. This one will be episode twenty, and the reason we didn't do the live recording uh, is that our, our planned guest for the live recording that we had for you, uh, who who bailed because uh, he felt like, and we quoted, stepped in. Uh, dog poo uh, did in fact have stepped, the row he, he was stepped on yeah dog poo. he actually uh, you know not unlike uh, a a ripped MMA fighter he did in fact pop positive this was for the Roro and not for steroids and so I thought do I want to sit at a table across from him in a <laughs> confined space for a couple hours to record a live podcast for uh, you know 11-ish people and the answer was yes, but just not, just not this week. But as we sit here and record today, the podcast is at, at per, uh, you know, per. I was going to say per Patreon, but not not per Patreon. But we're at one point nine thousand. One point yeah, one point nine thousand. Yes, one point nine thousand plays. Yeah, one point nine k. Yeah, we're wow. at one point nine k. So. Uh, across all episodes, Lord Lord Willen in the whoa, creek. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, Lord Lord Willen in the creek don't rise, as uh, uh, a friend of mine likes to say. Next week, in celebration of what will certainly be two thousand plays by then, uh, we will make our our live recording happen. And if you would like to participate in that, if you would like to listen in and laugh along with us live and be able to chat with us as we record, uh, it's it's super simple. All you have to do is become a Patreon supporter at any level. And not only uh, will you be contributing to the Solid 7 podcast and helping to, to make it better and thereby helping to Im- improve really humanity itself um, as we improve uh, humanity, collect, you know, a rising tide raises all ships. Um, but uh, you help us pay for our Jocko Go and you can participate in that live recording that will, in fact, I can almost guarantee, be a lot, a lot, a lot of fun. So you can join the Patreon at any level. There's a $5 level. You get bonus content every single week unless you're McKinsey and you don't access that bonus did content. You add, did you add your address yet to your Patreon, speaking of? No. Because you have not I, gotten your mug yet. I was going to say, you guys, I think that I'm like the opposite of what Adam did where he <laughs> just did it for the mug, where I'm like procrastinating uh, getting my mug um i'm just i'm not real good at stuff you guys i try real hard to be supportive of my friends and i listen every week um isn't that so enough heard, for you yeah no that's fine i just wanted <laughs> no, you to get your I've mug because you've paid for listen, it. listen i have heard of probably 
five or six of the uh like patreon content mm-hmm. uh so you know Did i you also kind of have like the, the investment yes <laughs> yes i would also just okay. to know that it it means i can listen to you guys another week i would I would continue to do that, but that's really because I honestly learn things from you guys, as I have mentioned about the space things that Kale uh, informs me about. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb here. I'm I'm gonna predict two things about this week's episode. I'm gonna bet uh, that Mackenzie, since you were on the episode and not listening to it, that no one listening to this episode. Well, no, that's a bold statement. I'm gonna guess not many people who listen to this episode will ever have heard of Gobekli Tepe before. No, if, I've never not. heard of it. If nothing else, I'm I'm gonna bet most. The only Anastonia. reason the only reason I wasn't willing to make that uh, there's no way anybody else had it is because Graham Hancock has been on some very large podcast talking about Gobekli Tepe, which is how I had heard about it. Uh, but I'm also going to, and this I'll be able to confirm. I'm going to call right now that the point at which we were talking about, oh gosh, what was it? I think it was Gobekli Tepe. I had the thought in my head. I'm like. This is the point in the podcast where John Reyes will go, dang, Kale knows something about everything. John, if that's true, if you hear this right now and you did think that at that moment, I want you to text me and be like, yeah, you were right. Or you know what? Better yet, John, just text me, it me, and I'll know what you mean. It me. Wow. It all so, connects, guys. But uh, at, the fi- at the $5 level, you get some bonus content. At the $10 uh, level, you get the bonus content. And uh, after a few months, you get a better than average mug from which you can drink coffee or really any beverage of your choosing. But at any level, you'll be able to participate in that live recording uh, that will, um, with all due intention, uh, happen next next Friday evening. So, uh, I just go- want you guys to hand deliver me my mug so uh we don't even get them it's all third party handled we don't touch them we pay we okay have, well we, i want you to try we pay people for that i did have a new this supporter ask weird. us to autograph the mug and i'm like i don't really have a way i can do that we, like but well, i auto- could if we handled it but we don't yeah. handle it i'm like oh so, well, i'm like we can Just autograph seems like you're a, not trying hard enough yeah Probably. i told him we could autograph a jacko go and send it to him so, i don't yeah. want that are you telling me neither one of you have your own mug that you can just give to me? Uh, mine's at my desk at work that I have not drinking out of, actually. Well, I won't either because I don't drink coffee, but... We have... Listen, we can, we you're can coming send, out. We can send you some cracked one. Yeah, we Great. Have a broken one. We can yeah. send you that. I'm not going to drink from it anyhow. You can pull the whole yeah. Japanese thing where you fix it with gold and then it's more beautiful than it would have been if it wasn't broken. Oh Well... There's a word for I that I don't remember, to. but... It, that's I would a real, love to. That's a real thing. They do that. But, so listen... Uh, Josh, you and Kira, bring it on out in December. You're gonna be right. here, or else. And yep. uh, no, we we have Hopper watching flights because right now they're like eight hundred dollars plus. So we're we're used to spending you know forty dollars for both of us round trip. Uh, we did we literally spent that much to our when we went out there for our wedding. Well, also, so, flights have been a nightmare here lately. Americans been canceling all kinds of flights for days now. Spirit, Why? like people stuck in cities for days. I don't, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I think that it, um, it's best to look for flights like a hundred or fifty days ahead of your like planned trip. Right. Um, so Hopper's letting us know when to, the right time is to buy. So we're just waiting on that. Or you could just drive. It's only like a two day. Like, no, I looked that up. No, yeah, that's that's not a, that's a no go. So. 
Yeah. All right. I was just saying Kuma could come too then, but okay. We um, really thought about boarding Kuma on the plane, uh, but we're scared of her being in the cargo bay below. That would probably traumatize her. That's she, the only way. Is she big? She would have to be. That would be. The, there would be no way we could have her in the cabin. Mm. Make her um make her one of those support. emotional. Yeah, yes, we looked into that as well. But get her her own seat. Can't do it. Oh, yeah. my pride! I don't have pride. I just don't have any shame. Right. No, I the the stupidity of actually spilling that out. I could I could not do that and let's live with myself. Because it's like, come on. <laughs> well, who the heck is gonna Who the heck is gonna film my elopement in like a really fancy? ridiculous way if you're not there i didn't even know i was supposed to do that i thought i was just showing up for i fun. just want a really ridiculous pretend it's fancy but it's just in a courthouse <laughs> i mean i can still do it with my video. phone great let's it, do that I could, uh, I could make it look nice yeah great cool you should watch my video youtube on my wedding video on youtube by the way i'm in it i'm in it, I'm in it. I, yeah, I mean you're probably in it too but i'm in it because if you want to watch, oh, watch i am in it around yeah. the four minute mark evidently um yeah. also Wait, there are some really who me? You didn't finish it. No, so you said you cut it out before you saw your. You didn't see yourself, so no, you left. My, but my, you were in it right when you cut out. Yeah. No, my plan is to go back and finish it right after I finish the Tomorrow War. That's that's the <laughs> that's my viewing order right now. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. It's literally, well, a, I think, a six-minute video. But okay. Yeah. <laughs> I watched it when you sent it to me, and I cried, and I was there, and I cried. Yeah. And there's also some beautiful um, stills of just my hands doing Kira's makeup. And I specifically remember um, the woman who was taking the photos, who I believe was the the videographer's wife, right? Yeah. She was like, <laughs> you have beautiful hands. And I was like, you don't know how often that's been a one, like the one compliment I've gotten is like, wow. oh my God, your nails are, are just so nice. And I'm like, thank you. Aww. So beautiful stills of just my hands doing Kara's makeup, in case you guys are wondering. Nice. Josh, are there yeah. any stills of my hands? Uh, yeah, I have a couple. I have, mostly have them of your toes. <laughs> no, that's you wore your, uh, your sandals. That's uh, true. I'm During big... the wedding? No. No, this is a joke. Okay, I that's my... what I was going to say. <gasps> I wore my uncomfortable dress shoes during the wedding. Just like everybody else. Yeah. So. You suffered so that they could enjoy their wedding and i'm sure that they we talked about that on the pod a couple of episodes ago like how that's it's so ridiculous that i go hey i made a decision now all of you people give me money give me your time be uncomfortable in these outfits and give me all the attention and help me with whatever i ask and uh you're just okay with it because i decided to make a decision isn't that insane I, i think that it's um I think it's a bit taboo to uh, when you're asked to be in somebody's wedding to say no thank you. But um, I actually know a couple of people who have told people who asked them to be in the wedding who said no thank you because it's such an expensive thing to do for the most part. I would say yes, but then when if the dude and the groom ends up going, hey man, you're going to have to spend like $500 because we're getting specific custom suits. I'm going to go, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not doing that. So see ya. Well, that's, and that's what, so I haven't turned anybody down. I haven't been like, no, I'm not going to be in your wedding party. But I have made, and I've got fewer and fewer single friends these days. Um, so it's, it's become less of an issue, but I have made it widely known. Listen, you want me to be in your wedding party? I'll be, I'll be in your wedding party. I'll, I'll, I'm honored or, or whatever. But here, here's the deal. Either 
I, I can be in your wedding party and I can I can blow a bunch of money on on clothes and shoes that I'll I'll never wear again. Um, if I even end up owning them, like if it's a rental and I, you know, I'm just lighting that money on fire, um, <laughs> you know, or, or you can get like a, a really dope gift from me and the wife for your wedding. But, but if I'm in the party, understand I'm the gift. Oh yeah. You get no gift. I'm if, the gift. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah. If I, I, think I spend most, money on a tux, I'm not buying you a gift. Yeah. yeah. I think most people who have a wedding know that the people in it probably are not going to get a gift. Yeah, I don't think I it ever crossed my mind. Kill and Mackenzie and other people in the party didn't give me a present. Like that never once crossed my mind. Actually, I, I think, think we I think I did though. No, yeah, I was about to oh, say this is God. standing shtick for me. I, I I make this statement because it's funny, but we always also get a gift, so I we probably threw you some money or something. I I'd, I'd have to check well, with Jade. Well, no, Jade sent me money and then I I texted you, "Hey, I got this or something." I remember talking and you're like, "I didn't send you that money. Jade sent that." And I was like, "Oh, Okay. <laughs> well, the, oh, she's not in the wedding. That's the, fine. The two shall become one, my friend. So, mm-hmm. right. Oh, yeah. weddings. Well, I have so. to yeah, pee all really of my bridesmaids. So luck out. Ain't, well, ain't gonna do no wedding for me. Just a big old party. Mm. I know. So, mm-hmm. well, this has been lovely. Educational. We, how long? If without looking at the time, how long do you think we've been going? Well, it's too late. I you peeked over. But it's just yeah, I've already time. looked. No, but I've my, looked my timer restarted, so I, I don't really have. Oh. I don't really have an idea, but it's been. Woo! It's been a minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In fact, we I was going to end mark. it. Yeah. I was going to end it with me saying, "I talk a lot, and feel free to cut out yeah. whatever you need to." I was trying to wrap with the Patreon really, support, and the next these. thing I knew, we were talking about dogs on planes. So, right. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Well. But I even took anxiety medication today so that I didn't like babble. But wow, I know. Well, I take it every day, you guys. <laughs> Look at you. I know. So we felt special there for a minute. I'm like, oh, she medicated yeah. for us, but no, no, no. Josh pointed out that I didn't take my tremor medicine when he was like, "If you could stop having Parkinson's for a minute for me to see your screen." <laughs> so <laughs> when I, I was said like, it, uh, "I know you don't have Parkinson's," but then my gut was like. I wonder if you like have something else though, and I just made fun of you because nope. I was trying to help her figure out how to record on her computer, and so I'm like, she's FaceTiming me and she's moving her phone, but it was I was like, is Michael J. Fox filming this? Because I don't have no idea what <laughs> the screen is, but then it's a, part of me was like, I probably uh, shouldn't have said that. But that's you me. Ninety nine percent of every day is going home and thinking about the whole day, going, I probably shouldn't have said that. Listen, so. I was not offended. I have been asked much crueler things when it's literally just an essential tremor. Like, it's genetic. I got it from my dad. Like the movie? And oh. I wish. No, it just means that whenever I'm awake and, like, in motion, I my hands, for the most part, are shaking. Mm. Maybe mm-hmm. you just got to pee really bad like I do because my leg is definitely rattling. So is this why you didn't pursue a lucrative career as, like, a chef at Kobe's? Mm-hmm. it's also why when somebody people would were lose like, oh my eye. god you have beautiful hands and they'd be like you could do something with that and i was like no i can't i can't even carry a normal plate like i couldn't work in food services I, growing up you lose immediately in operation every time you play yes all of those tiktoks of people who are like film your hand and then tell us what your career is at the mine would be of, so stupid stupid at the risk of uh, sounding like a character of joe rogan based on uh where you live and went to school i assume you've tried cbd for it no impact no 
Nothing. The only thing that actually helps uh, is a blood pressure and a heart medication called propanolol. Is it like a beta blocker? Yeah, yeah, maybe. I don't really know. I know that if you take too much of it or the wrong person takes it, uh, you can die. Huh. But hey, dang. I, hey, I don't hey, take it every day. Hey, don't so do that. I don't, know. Don't I, do you guys, I won't. Yeah. I won't. There's an entire law and order about it. <laughs> Propanolol in specific, which it's, is why I'm also wearing a produ- producer Dick Wolf hat. Oh, that's funny. That's cool. I didn't even notice that. At this point in their run, I think there's been a law and order about literally everything. One of so. my favorite podcasts is where two women who are super funny and Jewish and from New York talk about one of the episodes and then the crime it's based on. And it's real funny. Sad, mm-hmm. usually, but real funny. It sounds like possibly the only thing I would want to like watch or listen to less than an actual episode of Law & Order, which I do not enjoy. <laughs> That's fine. Now, I, like, now I what, like morbid stuff, okay? What I would be interested in, and we can launch this podcast right now, is a Law & Order watch podcast, but it's just Mystery Science Theater 3000 like which just a it's just a takedown we just mock it the whole time i could do that with law and order and also probably criminal minds and they're two of my favorite shows on the planet but as somebody who's seen them all multiple times poor chris has to sit through my talking through every one of them where i'm like do you see that do you see that obvious green screen and he's all you have a tv show mackenzie and i'm like stupid <laughs> so, so well well kids uh, now that all of all of the listeners have, have left us. <laughs> it's Bye. several Stick minutes around. ago. It's just too, it's just too much fun. It's just too much fun. Just just all stop. of my friends are going to listen all the way through. Hey. They already know. No, but legit, a lot of fun. Thank you so much. Really appreciate you doing it. Uh, I mean, it wasn't the biggest sacrifice because this is actually a much more reasonable time in the evening for you in Colorado than it is for us here in Florida. Again, sure all all on all on me, all my fault, all all because of the kids. So I have no skin. Um, I have no skin puppies to be concerned of. No, no, but, uh, and hey, we, we legit, like we've talked about it on one one occasion. We really do appreciate the support. It's really cool. So only until you end the podcast, you're you're not even in it for the mug. So maybe we can send you some Estonia related merchandise. I love that. We're going to send you the whole shit. Actually, that's fine. Uh, we lifted the concrete slabs. Thank God. Um, I will keep you guys updated on what I learn from the new investigation yeah yeah keep keep us posted on all the hot estonia gas please if you want to watch the documentary it's on discovery plus by the way it's called just literally estonia i sobbed multiple times and chris had to turn it off and put on a cartoon so i could you know stop crying so wow well listeners if uh, if you're still there we love you we appreciate you tell tell your friends uh hit us up on patreon patreon.com slash solid the number seven podcast uh check the show notes if you'd like to uh rate and or review us only if it's going to be a five ain't nobody got time for negativity if it's going to be like a, a one a three heck even a four just move on down the road but uh if you'd like to help us just climb on up the charts and get some more exposure we'd love it if you'd uh, click on that rate this podcast link down there and uh, give us a little review and uh until till next time we'll see you next week farewell everyone bye. because of your turn say bye i, I said bye <laughs> bye we're out <laughs> <laughs>